I was going to shout something dreadful in. Monster Munch ice cream flavoured crisps. Any, can I get a bite for that? What a confusing sentence. <clears throat> we ended the, the last show talking about uh, food long forgotten, but beloved by many. Yeah. Uh, and that was one of them, apparently. Yeah. That was disgusting. Uh, I'm Luke from The Luke and Pete Show. That mm. is The Pete from The Luke and Pete Show. And you are very welcome to episode 115 <sighs> of this Let's face it, joke that went too far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when I um, moved my leg, uh, a little pump came out. I uh, hope nobody heard that. Sorry. <laughs> You've all drawn attention to it now, haven't you? Like There's no pumping. It was one of them. It was one. There's no pumping in the studio. You no know that. No pumping in the studio. No pop pops. Um, what have I we been did, talking about I, recently I've been on talking the show? The, the, the weird products, uh, people nearly dying, dying in um, uh, buses, and also... Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders. Um, one thing I did try when I was in Chupin, uh, and we need to eat some bloody Kit Kat. Yeah, we'll do that in a minute. Um, um, Coca-Cola, right? Just a normal Coca-Cola. Yeah. Coffee flavour. I'm not having Fucking that. Fucking disgusting. I don't like coffee flavour things anyway. No, absolutely. It tastes like cola going down uh, with an aftertaste of the coffee. Disgusting. That's no, not good. <clears throat> not so you you have famous. Do you want to grab your little plastic bag, Peter? You you have famously um, been to Japan. Yeah, you, that's over the top. That what? opening it that loud. What do you mean? Um, you've got headphones on. You know what I mean. Um, and so <sighs> I sort of hooked the plastic bag. I'm speaking to you through a plastic bag. If you carry on like that, you will pass away. <sighs> that's what they tell you. That's why they put holes. Remember when plastic bags didn't have holes in them? Yeah. You got it. Got it. You got, got it. Okay. It let me let me please just bring the listeners up to speed. So right. in Japan, they famously have um, a lot of strange Japanese people <laughs> flavors of Kit Kat. Yeah. Right. Not just your bog standard peanut butter chunky. They no. have all sorts going on. No. Uh, my wife said, "Oh yeah, I've heard about these Kit Kats in Japan. Can you ask Pete to bring back as many as, as you can, like interesting flavors? Because I want to try them." I said, "Fine. We'll talk money later." Yeah. Fine. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you some yen. And then and then Pete said, "Well, why don't we? Why don't I bring some into the studio?" And we'll try eating some uh, on the Luke and Pete show. And because the space food thing went down well. Did it? Didn't it? I think it did. People were into it. What, it, me eating a tube of mints, basically? It was, I think it was buckwheat, wasn't it? Ugh. And um, some sort of like processed meat. It was a bit it, like corned beef. It's weird. The, the more I think about it, the less I enjoy it. I tried um, um, Corby beef as well uh, while I was out there. Uh, in what grade, a, mate? In a rest grid, isn't it? And in a restaurant uh, where a Yakuza member had been shot recently. Right. <laughs> that was a taxi driver. Telling us that. Okay. And he, he what was the beef like? Sa- <laughs> the beef between the two Yakuza members. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know what it was about. Was it a symbol, symbolic possibly, thing that he killed in there? Possibly some kind of lawn shark deal yeah. gone yeah. wrong, gone that's, awry. That's just how much beef we've got. <laughs> we got beef on beef, mate. Yeah. What sort of beef you got? Kobe. <laughs> What's oh. the difference between Kobe and, and Wagyu beef? Um, I don't really know, to be honest. It's different. It's all about the marbling, it's, it's, isn't it? It's beef and all that. So people who are listening who aren't aware of this, um, that type of beef is known as the most sort of delicious beef mm. in the world. Is that right? Yeah, it's really hard to get outside Japan because it's just, it just doesn't travel very well. So describe to people listening how what nice it tasted. It's very marbled, and um, uh, I don't want to get too grotesque. Uh, it's very oily, and um, I fat is flavour, right? Yeah, it was. It, it's delicious. It is delicious, but it's uh, if you're if you're a meat eater, it's disgusting and uh, grotesque. If, if you're not, 
uh, uh, but uh, it, it gives you weird um, poos. Um, let's move on to the Kit Kats. <laughs> okay. You know those pills that you take um, to um, to lose weight that basically separate fat strippers or whatever. fat strippers, yeah, yeah. and so it just gives you oily poos. That was yeah. basically what uh, that fat that did to me. So I'm looking at um, enjoy your two enjoy boxes Kit-Kats, of mate. Japanese Kit Kats here. Yeah. One is a green box and one is a red box. The green box. I'm just going to read what it says on the box in English. It says Kit Kat, the elegant taste of sake wrapped in the gentle sweetness of white chocolate enjoy the rich satisfying flavour of sake yeah a sake flavoured Kit Kat sake when you get cracking I'll open that and I'll read the second box well we'll just we'll just we'll have we'll split one little pack and then maybe you can eat the rest because I don't want to I don't want to alright fine I don't want to mug this one, me off by uh, eating too many of these this one here is Shinshu Apple flavoured Kit Kat <gasps> alright so there's one little packet there. The problem there. with Japan is over packaging. Yeah, I bet. It's they're a real problem. Recycling. They, they, they put bananas in separate pajamas. Oh, hang on a minute. Pajamas. What's this? What's this one? Run mate, raisin Kit Kat. Mate, I went crazy. I bought loads. And it's the best part of 30, also, 35 quid. Azuki sandwich flavour Kit Kat. What's an Azuki sandwich? Hold on, let's have a look at it. What's it? Look at the box. It's got a cheese toasty on the front. Oh, it's a beans. Fucking beans. Beans probably. everywhere. Fucking beans. If you're listening and you didn't Dennis even know about this Japanese Kit Kat phenomenon, welcome to the club. I didn't either. Um, <clears throat> let's give these a go. What have you got first? Let's try the sake flavour. Okay. Are you familiar with the delicate taste of sake? <laughs> I've only really nailed sake at that rice wine sake when I've been drunk, so not really. Yeah. Well, it's like it's really nice. It's like it's got a very delicate flavour. So good sake is really good. We're waiving the no food in the studio policy for this, right. like we did for the space oh. food. Right, okay, go. You go first. I hate down food eating. You shouldn't eat on mic. It's really bad etiquette. No, it's just you said you wanted to go to a burger joint. Yeah, I'll do. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that um, at some point. Tastes like sake. I don't really like white chocolate, so it's no good to me that one. So it smells. But, it really smells like a childhood sweet. Smell it. Yeah. Okay, I'm going in. Oh, there is actually sake in it. We could get pissed on these. Pissed, mate. That's actually that's actually quite good. What are you going about ten? It adds. To, it, it, I think because sake is such a light sort of flavour. It's got an almost marzipan-y flavour to it, and a little bit of um, as Greg Wallace on MasterChef would say, a boozy warmth at the a end. Boozy warmth. Yeah. <laughs> as Greg Wallace on MasterChef would say, um, uh, uh, isn't he, has he got muscular? Got a new girlfriend? Can't remember. Yeah, I think Something so. Yeah. yeah, he's got. Oh, a new these aren't these aren't these aren't pa- overpackaged. These little beanie ones. So, so can you just tell me because I'm not aware at all no, what I, what they, what, they, what these are? Uh, Azuki beans or something? Hokuriku. Takai. That just says where it's from. There's no English on this. No, on um, the front it says it says on the front. Oh, Azuki sandwich. I don't know what's in an Azuki sandwich, but um, it looks like beans. So I'm gonna Google Azuki because <coughs> you obviously Azuki don't sandwich, know. Azuki sandwich. Yeah, I haven't got a clue. Azuki sandwich is sado sado uh, sweet red bean toasted sandwich. Azuki. A delicacy from Nagoya. I mean, I'm, re- I'm, I'm reading it. It just says Azuki in Hiragana. A sweet uh, red bean toasted sandwich. Right. Okay. They'll put Pe- red beans in anything. Yeah, that's what you you've always talked about these red beans, right? Yeah. Every sort of sweet thing you ever sort of go for has always got fucking beans in so it. So it's a little small mini Kit Kat. Um, yeah. It's in proper milk chocolate. It's not white chocolate. <laughs> Thank one. Christ. Yeah. Um, you go first. What do you think? You, I mean, because you... If a Kit Kat was made out of tree, this is what it would be. <laughs> okay, I'm going in. Fucking disgusting. I'm not getting much flavour from this. Yeah, it's brackish, that's why. It tastes like dust. It tastes like old dust. 
There's nothing <clears> in that <laughs> which is going to convince me to pay the vastly inflated price for that limited edition flavour. Yeah. It just tastes like um, it f- tastes like a normal Kit Kat that's been in the cupboard too long. Yeah. All, it does taste like all, like, you know that guy who uh, we used to talk about on uh, Luke and Pete Shaw uh, that eats old rations. That's probably what everything he eats tastes It like. does taste dusty. It yeah. tastes like it's not been kept. It tastes like, Pete, thanks, that that's, you've been made promises about Stories that weren't kept. Not kept. What's, what's this one? Let's bash this one quick. This is a rum and raisin. Rum and raisin. Rum and raisin standard. Tastes like rum and raisin. Nine ice out of ten. Delicious. I've, I've got one more. Right. Shinshu apple. Right. There's too many eating for knowing it. Um, Shinshu apple. Uh, I'm going in first. Well, that is delicious. Yeah. That's really nice. It tastes like apple. I can't deny it. I'm going number one, Shinshu apple. Number two, um, it's sake. A nice, it's a nice apple as well. Yeah, number two, sake. Mm. Number three, rum and raisin. Number four, grilled red bean yeah, the toasted gr- sandwich. <laughs> Shall we leave the grilled red bean for the ramblers? <laughs> yeah, they can have that <laughs> me, one. Me, you can have the rest. I'll take the rest of them, yeah. That was, a, that was a really good experiment. Uh, what a great experiment. Well done, Pete. Well done, um, guys. What we should do now, Peter, is probably um, how how do you feel that was compared to the space food? First of all, uh, it was definitely better than the space food, but um, it wasn't worth queuing in Don Quixote, which is one of the big uh, shops in Japan. So, um, so would 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 Japanese people see those and go, "Yeah, I fancy a bit of that," and they'd eat them? They'd buy them, not you would just buy any sort of snack, or is it just a gimmicky thing? Uh, it is a gimmicky thing, but uh, Japan, the Japanese love a limited edition thing. I mean, you'll get ice creams that are only available in like that town or that prefecture. Right, right. And, like they're making money hand over fist with these limited edition nonsense. I'm still getting the warmth from the sake in my throat. Are you? <laughs> you feel? You feel that? I'm pissed, mate. Yeah. Um, and oh, and should we go? Out? Yeah. <laughs> you want to go out now? Let's just um, have a drink. And and so Pete, with 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 the because um, obviously in the US they massively love um, peanut butter flavored things, so you oh. get lots of different peanut butter oh, flavored yeah, yeah. things there that you don't get here. But that masks the uh, terrible chocolate, doesn't it? Mostly, I'd say so. <laughs> I'd say that's probably fair. Yeah, I think you can really tell the difference. Mm. I remember Mimi saying that when she first came here, like the chocolate is so much more flavoursome here. But I'm just trying to get to the bottom of whether that's a cultural thing, like you say, with the limited edition stuff, or whether they would actually buy that kind of thing. Well, yeah, they would. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah, they buy that. It's not just for tourists. That, 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 I think that's the point we need to sort of make. I think. Right, okay, good. All right, interesting. The space food thing, I wouldn't be keen. I mean, to be honest, the space food, if that, I don't imagine that is what space food is now for astronauts, but if that was what was being offered, I think that would seriously make me think twice about becoming an astronaut. <laughs> I don't care about the danger. I don't care about sitting on top of a massive rocket. Yeah. Uh, it'll all be cool. But I'd, gripping the sides. I probably couldn't survive or wouldn't want to survive for weeks just squeezing a massive toothpaste tube worth of corned beef into my mouth every few hours. Could you not smear it on a cracker? Are there going to be crackers up there, though? be a space cracker, wouldn't there? <laughs> <laughs> well, it be what are you good. doing it crumbling and getting right, in the machine? Let's have an ad break and let's pile through some of these emails because we haven't done anywhere near enough so far. Okay, then. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey y'all, it's Farmer Meemaw and today I'm going to show you what I've been doing to take care of the pantry moth situation. What I've been doing. I don't oh. like the way she says that. I don't want to be knowing that. I've got an email here from... Oh, fuck off. Yeah. Orla. Orla. <laughs> Orla yeah. email. Hi, Orla. Thanks for emailing. Uh, it means golden princess in Irish, according to Orla. Yeah. Pete's already told you to fuck off, so you've probably achieved... Yeah, uh, fuck off. You've, you've, you've incurred the wrath of Pete already. Um, yeah. She says, hi, guys. Greetings from Ireland. Long time listener, first time ranter. Batteries. One Primark home... One Fusio Max Endurance. Fusio She's gone from a very vanilla Primark home to whatever the fuck that was. I've never heard of Fusio Max Endurance. Fusio Max Endurance. Phew. I think listeners might be making them up now. It's like um, a, a really famous and well-known runner dies and they name a race after him. Yeah, that's yeah. a bit, yeah. It's a Fusio Max Endurance. Yeah, 100, have you done 100 the Fu- Have you done the Iron Man? No, but I've done the Fusio Max, Fusio Max, Max Endurance. The entry fee was a lot cheaper. <laughs> She says, Pete, you're off the hook. Luke, you're in the firing line. Yes. Firstly, I would like to start off by saying there isn't anything wrong with Dublin Airport and the people of Ireland deserve a public apology from Luke. Well, to be honest, I don't think there is anything overtly wrong with Dublin Airport. It's just really boring and it's really exposed. What do you want from an airport? So the, the point is, in a way, it's not the good people of Ireland's fault that the airport is so exposed that every single takeoff and landing it becomes a traumatic experience <laughs> similar to Pete's at Luton Airport that you mentioned earlier. Mm. That, I can't do anything about that, and I understand nor can the good people of Two, Ireland. 2.30 in the morning, 2.45am, my uh, plane takes off from Haneda Airport in Japan. They have like two hours before another departure takes off. So they're like 4.30, I think it's the next one. But goes. they have a two-hour break. Two-hour break in, in the night. Um, at two, like quarter past two in the morning, a genuine pharmacist was on duty to sell me some antihistamines. There we go. That's what you in, want from And that. he was wearing a big coat, a big long coat, like all pharmacists should. That's how good Haneda Airport is. How good is Dublin Airport? I don't really recall it. Yeah, That's, <laughs> that tells you everything you need to know. Yeah. But she says, the main point of this email, Luke, you mentioned The Good Place, which is a Kristen Bell comedy vehicle on Netflix. On, mm-hmm. I think it's on its third season. Surely you aren't still watching it. It's taking a turn for the worse. Would you agree? Do you know what? I would agree with that. Right. Um, my wife absolutely loves it. So I watch it with her. It's only, they're only about 20 minute episodes. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's one of those ones where it's quite a comforting, easy watch. I'm not, I'm not putting it up there in the great pantheon of great comedy shows. Um, she said, as a side note, you recently did an Edward Woodward impression. It was very good. Uh, the Equalizer was a great show. Um, I await your favourable reply. Regards, Orla. I'm not going to give you a reply. Orla's massively gone, a, gone 360 on this one. No, yeah. 180. She's all over the place, isn't she? Yeah. Well, she's place. done a 360, then she's done a 180. She's had a go at yeah. you about Dublin Airport. Yeah. And then she's gone back on saying, do you like the good... Trying to curry your favour a little bit. Yeah. I'm not having it, Orla. Oh, speaking of Iron, sorry, thanks for that, Ola. Speaking mm. of Iron Man, Pete, did you see that that guy uh, Ross Edgley is his name? I just got it here. Right. He has just become um, an Iron the first Man. person to swim one thousand seven hundred and eighty miles around Great Britain. That's a lot, isn't it? 
just just for any particular reason, just uh, for charity or for charity, for charity. I think oh, yeah. yeah. He the great thing is he um is a is really well written. What what does it say here? Uh, yeah, um, he's battled strong tides, currents in cold water, braved storms, jellyfish, and swimming in autumn. <laughs> why is that the why is that the hardest thing? He's got a wetsuit on. Yeah, has he got a wetsuit? Well, yeah, but he looks tough. He's got a beard. Apparently, he ate more than five hundred bananas while Oops. doing it. Oh, and twelve. It's one for twelve hours poos. a day. I bet he accidentally saw some poopies at all. Oh yeah, because it's not great. Well, a few friends of mine, Lee, Tim, and Dan. Uh, is it just three of them? I think yeah. Lee, Tim, and Dan, and Phil. Four of them. They swam from the Isle of Wight to Leon Solent. They swam that's the solo. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. The, even the ferry takes twenty minutes. And uh, a couple of them said it. it um, I think it was a, as the crow flies. I think it's about three and a half miles. But I think because of the tides and stuff, they ended up swimming almost five miles. Why did you bring this up after I mentioned poop? Uh, well, because one of them said that they couldn't for a few days afterwards. They couldn't get a taste of diesel out of their mouth. Oh yeah, it's a really a lot, busy yeah, shipping. Busy lane. Lane, yeah, yeah. My, but was, my dad was once uh, at Hartlepool um, Beach, and from a cracked sewer pipe, he saw a seagull eat an entire human shit. Oh, what? why was he watching it? It must have taken ages. Why are you watching the whole thing? The moment no, the seagull's no, pecking no, the shit, no. I'm going, I'm out of that. No, I'm he, wasn't, he it. wasn't pecking it. He just went, boom. Oh, what, in that. one go? One go. Poo. An entire human poo. That's what he said. <laughs> I've got no reason to doubt him. Is it Grim Up North? It's in, in that sense, it is, <laughs> yeah. yes. Lot How of, is Stuart? A lot of seagulls. Did you stay in shit. touch when you were in Japan? Or? No, I did every now and again, I'd go, well, you're not sending pictures. And I'm going, they, they, look, Luke's had a go at me. I'm not allowed to show people what I'm up to. Oh, as if you said that. It's a, it's a media blackout, father. As <laughs> if you care what I think. Because Luke's and the Luke and Pete shows, and I can't show my tattoos, my fake tattoos off. I printed off on my, on my printer. Did you? Yeah. Well, you printed them up before you went? Yeah. That is tragic. Well, can I just how, say how can I print them when I'm away? Can I just say how can I print them away? Well, I presume you bought them from a shop or something. What do you mean? Well, you buy, you can buy stick-on tattoos, can't you? No, because they, because if you dress up like an actual person from a video game, it has to be you either do it or you don't do it. You can't do it half ass. So you get the tattoos that the guy has in real life. Well, not in real life in the, uh, in the mean, video game. I will admit that part of me sort of taking the Mickey out of you on this stuff is. Just for fun. And I, I don't mean Don't it. phone it. It's just for fun. Yeah, exactly. But I wonder how I feel, and I need to come to terms with how I feel yeah. about you at your age, sat in your flat, printing out fake tattoos ahead of time for a trip to Japan for a fancy dress party. I uh, well, would you not prepare a costume <laughs> wherever you went? No. Why? Why? I just think that's a bit. It's just a strange. As I've way. said before, the people who think people should sort of grow up, they're worried about the fact that they're not grown up themselves. That's why they go, "Oh, grow up, grow up, grow up," because they're scared that by by some relation, they're not growing up. I understand that. I understand when you when you criticize other people, it's a way to mask your own insecurities. But I'm not actually criticizing you. I just find it interesting that you would spend an evening. In your flat on your own, right. printing out fake tattoos. Yeah, but of I, your I find the image of you naked, like just pulling a pube out of your. <laughs> I find that image hilarious. What? With your little woolly pubes. I find, I find your little woolly pubes that I have seen on occasion. I like like an errant pube, just like pulling it or or trying to blow it off a toilet seat. I, I find that humorous. But I don't, I don't criticise it for you. I don't criticise you for it. It's surely, just a normal bit of life, isn't it? If that was to happen, it's not a normal bit I'm of life. At least I'm having a bit of fun yeah. waving a fucking baseball bat around. It affected me what you're talking about there. Bouncer took it off me. 
said I'd keep my jacket on because Yakuza aren't allowed in the fucking place. And a pew Do I look like a Yakuza? They're, they're peeling off, mate. Bouncer took the baseball bat off you because it had a pew on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what you're describing me there as is someone who's just cleaning his own toilet. I mean, you've yeah. got to do that, haven't yeah, you? That's, that's part funny. of life. Yeah, but I found that funny. Yeah, and, I, and, and so I was going to a fucking Halloween fucking party. So I did the things necessary. I chose a character that I, I'm quite fond of from a video game. I what what up. character was it so people can understand? Goro Majima. He's got, he's got several different looks as well. I could have gone on roller skates. <laughs> <laughs> so what? So I think the more accurate thing would say that you would find it. You find it say tragic that I like to go for like a countryside walk and then a pint in like a pub by a river or something because you. I don't. That's, I, you no, think that's boring, no, don't I, you? no, I like that. But but that's all you do. So I can do that, but I can also dress like a cunt. When was the last time you did something that was normal? What do you mean? What do you define normal? <laughs> Your idea you of normal. My idea of normal is, um, I, I just, that's wrong. I shouldn't have said normal because that doesn't really mean anything. No. But you sat at home on your flat on your own printing out fake tattoos on your printer is... Well, how am I going to get them on my body? That's what I don't, like, that's what I don't understand. Like... Can I say, when I first saw the picture of you that, with, with those tattoos on, there was about were, were three or four blissful seconds where I thought... You've actually got that tattoo, which would have been amazing. I, I don't, th- I don't think they look that bad, to be honest. Why don't you do it then? Why don't you do it? Why don't we both do it <laughs> now? Come on, come on. Look there. So that's his normal look. Like who looking, is it? It's Goro Majima. He, like he turns up at, the, at weird times and go and surprises the main character. He's just a pin in the arse, basically. What video game is it? Yakuza. Okay. And it's um yeah, and so he's got several different looks. But I went for the one that involves a jacket I bought for forty pounds from Zara. And an eye patch. And an eye patch. Yeah. Correct. And a vest. And a vest. I mean that that is a look I can do. I've got a little goatee beard on occasion. Actually looks got, like you. I've yeah. got long I've got long hair. What um what what was the what fancy dress party was it? Just a random Halloween People party. People just go to Shibuya and they just wander around drinking. It's just it's fun. I mean, it's actually a problem. People, <laughs> people were tipping vans over and shit. Is this where you got run over by an old lady on the moped? <laughs> no, that was <laughs> okay. at Monkey World. Uh, let's do another email. This let's one do is from. Email. This one is from uh, 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 um, Jeff. He says that was. I was. <laughs> I waited so long for a fancy yeah, name, and Jeff, Jeff arrived. Uh, Jeff's your your common old guy on email. He's your salt mm. of the earth type. He's yeah. a he's the sort of guy that keeps this show going. He says, "Hi, chaps. A follow up to your recent running themes discussion from a while back. Are you aware of Cliff Young?" the Australian farmer who entirely reinvented extreme distance running. It's an email from Jeff about a bloke from Cliff, right. a bloke called Cliff. Deal with it. Yeah. In Australia, there is an annual Sydney to Melbourne run, which covers a distance of 875 kilometres. In 1983, a man called Cliff Young, who fancied himself as a bit of a runner, turned up for the event. Instead of the usual hyperfit athletes who turn up dressed in ultralight clothing and protection against the elements for five days, Cliff turned up in his farming gear and boots. <laughs> Originally, it was wellies, but he put his boots on instead. The normal race strategy is to run for approximately 18 hours per day and sleep the other six. At this point, I should mention that Cliff was 61 years old. (laughs) Cliff didn't realise two things. There was a $10,000 for first prize, and you are allowed to sleep. Right. Cliff won by 10 hours. Because <laughs> he just kept going. You can find photos of him online. I was told this story during a management training event with some factual errors, but I suppose that wasn't the point. Though I've forgotten what the point was. What an amazing man. Apparently, mm. he didn't realise that it was like a structured thing. And he just went out and did it. Yeah. And then, oh, I'm done. 10 hours ahead of everyone else. I would say that whatever management training um, course that uh, Jeff went on sounds a bit miserable. They're basically saying, never sleep. Sleep is for losers. Yeah, maybe. That's what they're saying. 
But yeah, the so, early bird catches the worm. He's dead now. He died in 2003. He's 81. Oh. 61 years of, of age in 1983. He, um, yeah. Kicked the arse out yeah. of a, a race. I think it turns out that he was a really, like a naturally really good uh, runner because apparently in 1997, at age 76, he completed 6,520 kilometres of a 16,000 kilometre run. Fucking hell. But he had to pull out because his only crew member became ill. <laughs> That's annoying, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and then apparently in 2000, he achieved a world age record in a six-day race in Victoria, Australia. So the guy obviously had a bit of a talent for it. What a boy. Um, and he was also a lifelong vegetarian. So make oh. make what you will of that. But thanks for that, Jeff. Plant Great proteins. What, what do you, how, how long do you think at this current point you could run in terms of distance? I, can't, I cannot run to save my sausages. No? That's when I got to the gym, I just lift and um, that was, makes me sound like a right bro. Do you even lift, bro? Do you even lift? Yeah. Uh, I just lift and that's not going to elongate my life, is it? If anything, it's probably going to shorten it because I probably have an heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing the things I get up to. Do, um, do another email, Pete. You right, read I thought it. you said do another push-up. Um, <laughs> Joshua Jackson. I hope Josh uh, didn't, don't mind, doesn't mind me mentioning a second name, but I just enjoyed the alliteration. Alliteration? alliteration. Yeah, alliteration. Uh, hi, guys. A few shows ago, you were talking about the Pharaohs. The Faroe Islands. Yes, we were. I was asking why nobody goes. I've been and I can't recommend it. (laughs) Enough. Highly enough. (laughs) There we go. Uh, Unfortunately, Cox was closed when I went, so I settled for uh, a smoked lamb and pushy, pushy, a really pushy pea sandwich. (laughs) Really jammed itself down my throat. A mushy pea sandwich. A mushy pea sandwich instead, better than it sounds. Some random Faroe's knowledge you might like. Public transport is really good. You can get a bus to most villages, ferries between most islands, and even a helicopter for less than £20. Uh, there are a few single-lane tunnels on some of the smaller islands. They can be hundreds of metres long, pitch black inside with only a few passing places. All you can see is the light at the end of the tunnel and pray not to see headlights coming towards you. Some scary shit, uh, and I lost both of my wing mirrors. The Faroe Islands got a taste for fish and chips when British servicemen were stationed there during and after World War II. Definitely the best fish and chips I've had outside the UK. The best story, though, is from the flight home. I was the only uh, non-Faroer on a uh, early flight to Edinburgh. We took off not much after 7am. Once in the air, the flight attendant came around with ham croissants for breakfast and asked if I'd like a drink. Uh, just some orange juice, I replied. The guy asked, <laughs> the guy next to me asked for a Sambuca. White wine. What? <laughs> the guy next to me asked for a Sambuca, which is never on a flight, surely. Asked no. for a Sambuca, uh, white wine and two beers with his croissant. Reminder, uh, once again, that it is 7am. Little did I realise that all my fellow passengers were also on the piss. Being quite tired from the early start, I drifted off shortly after my breakfast, only to be walking during the descent into Edinburgh by the entire plane singing a folk song accompanied by a man who had stashed an accordion in the overhead locker. I have attached a rec- grip. I have attached a, a recording as evidence. I still don't know whether it was a party, a stag do, or just standard behaviour in the Pharaohs. Maybe Pilot Neil can tell us. Keep it the good work, uh, Josh. And uh, yeah, just uh, he's just appended a, a little recording uh, that is just adorably entitled "Plain," which I quite <laughs> like. Plain. Um, you gonna play? Sounds like Cecil Sharp House. <laughs> it's, it's a lot more genial than I was expecting. I was expecting a lot more yeah, kind of smashed bottles. Yeah, if someone said shouting. to me, I was on a flight, everyone was getting drunk, and I fell asleep when I woke up, they were all singing. I wouldn't have expected that. No. I would have expected a lot more, almost like football chant type stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, very, that's all right. That's stuff. I, I wouldn't mind that. that. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't mind that. So well done, uh, Thanks, that Josh. Person, Josh Jackson. Thanks for that. Was Is you... he really going out with her? That's Joe Jackson. Yeah. My dad used to be a roadie for Joe Jackson. Is that true? Yeah, it is, yeah. 
I really like him. Yeah. Oh, in 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 a way that I've not really listened to much of his music, but every single song I've heard, I'm like, that's really good. That yeah. him and his band are from uh, from Portsmouth. Oh, um, <clears throat> would you like to go to the Faroes with me, Pete? Just uh, you and me. Yeah, I would. Just me and you. You and me and a shitload of beers. You and me, me and you. There's lots of stuff for us to do. You and me and a shitload of Kit Kats. We're like Cosmo and Dibs in many ways. Yeah, I can't really remember anything about them. Oh, they talk like this. I think problematic, isn't it? Uh, a little bit, it? a little bit problematic. I can't remember. Yeah, maybe no, they both. Yeah, maybe they are both taught like that. Okay. Oh, Cosmo, stop flicking tabs at the gas tank. That's uh, what. That was the thing my mate used to shout. Do right. an impression of Cosmo and Dibs. What have you brought that? But here? the image of Cosmo flicking a cigarette at the gas tank <laughs> makes me laugh. You okay? <laughs> Did jet lag hit you? Just yeah. <laughs> okay. Can't Do you have a little nose? We... Little nose over there. A little little doze off. Um. <laughs> What about this from Rob, Pete? He says, um, <laughs> he says, uh, Rob, oh, Cosmo! Pete, Rob says, why, I just got an email, I got a question here, why is Pete printing why out tattoos Pete? at home that? on his own? No, he's not. No, he did not write that. <laughs> no, he right. says, uh, in episode 107, like I said, we're still catching up with these emails. We've got, I think, a hundred odd to, to, to catch up with because Pete's been away. In episode 107, Pete said it was weird that WH Smith sold chocolate at the counter and offered it to everyone who bought everything, anything from them. Do you yeah, remember that? yeah, yeah. So there's an ex-employee, four-year tenure, ages 16 to 20. Nice. Um, of the aforementioned stationer, uh, come newsagent, come confectionery shop, come DVD shop. Come I've, Kindle purveyor. I felt um, compelled to write in. Those items were essentially bulk items that they were trying to shift. Us minions on the tills were incentivized to get rid of as many as possible, with the weekly winner getting a crisp WH Smith voucher to no doubt spend on more chocolate or a set of pens, or a build-your-own Titanic subscription magazine, <laughs> or a DVD from the bargain bin. So next time, ask where the person is on the uh, leaderboard before making your decision uh, whether you're bleary-eyed or not. Oh yeah, so if, you, if you're feeling good, if you're feeling uh, like they so if you whisper at them, where are you on the leaderboard? It's a new wanna, dawn, a it's a new day, it's a new life. Where's that from? For me... And I'm feeling good. Where's that come from? It's just like if you're feeling good. Oh, just right, okay. It's, it's, so um, you can sort of lean in and ask the person, though. You can sort of say, where are you on the leaderboard? Sing that to them. Give me a bit of cheese. I'll help you out with it. A bit old... of cheese? Give me a bit of cheese and I'll uh, help you out with uh, your little... Is that the hip-hop slang for money? I believe it is, yeah. Oh, slide me a dead prez or two. <laughs> <laughs> you just slide me a couple of out. Benjamins. And I'll help... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I met someone who uh, worked for one of those companies that um, make those magazines. They build your own Titanic thing. Yeah. Because we always sort of thought that they were like scams that you'd like to make. Well, you need to spend buy. like £4,000 yeah, to finish to build it. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. apparently do. And there's like a little sort of lockup somewhere where they've got like in bulk every single edition. Uh, and you'll occasionally get like some sob story letters that, oh, my dad's dying wish to build this, finish this Titanic. And right. he's dead now. And so I just need two of my uh, editions. And they get like that emails like that all the time. There was a kid at my school called Peter Payne. Who died on the Titanic. <laughs> no, he was obsessed with the Titanic though. Oh, and he's he? one of those people that I have not seen or heard a single thing from right. since we left school in like 1997. Mm. And I think about him quite a lot because he lived quite near me. And my parents have moved now, though, so I never... He's not on social media or anything, and I sort of wonder what became of him, really. It's funny, that, isn't it? There was a yeah. lad called James, I think, who... Um, he was, um, like, this stinky kid at school, and um, a bully once saw that he had links in his bag, and went, ah, links, you've got to you stop being smelly, because you've got some links. A bit, um, weird, a bit of a weird angle, that. Yeah, a little bit. Um, and then uh, the last I saw of him, I was about 20, and I was in Hartlepool Public Library <laughs> in the reference section, 
doing a bit of work and he came to the receptionist and went, have you got a book about disasters? <laughs> and then that's all. That's the last time I saw him. Did you go over? Have you got a book about disasters? I went, if he's been that, no, if he's that mad, disasters, very general, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's what, what he's into. What sort of disasters do you reckon he was after? You and me, me and you. you. Cause it's see, see look, it's not problematic. It's Cosmo and Dibs. I don't think I don't think there's a. I don't think they meant had to. They were like Liverpoolian. Cosmo. Scant. I mean, he sounds nothing like your impression. Cosmo. No, yeah, maybe it was Dibs that. I mean, it was Cosmo that talked differently. Cosmo. <gasps> oh, Dibs, you were calling me Dibs. Oh. Right, none of them sound like my impression. <laughs> Neither of them sound like my impression. Oh, Cosmo. Where have you got that from? Oh, Cosmo and you Dibs. Sound like Zip, thought, you sound like Zippy from I Rainbow. Don't talk like this. No. Oh, that's disappointing. That's, that's ruined a huge chunk of my childhood. That's childhood shattered. Oh, right, let's get out of here so Pete can go and repair his destroyed dreams of his childhood. I miss Rainbow. Um, oh, Zippy! Hello at I'm Luke Bungle! Hello at Luke. <laughs> and I'm French! Do you have a French bungle? I brilliant one. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> to send in your impressions of French bungle, hello at lukeandpeteshow.com, <laughs> at lukeandpeteshow on Twitter, on Instagram, and all that other stuff as well. We'll be back uh, next time around for some more of this. I think If you're I a glut of a punishment, tune in. <laughs> <laughs> Pete really needs to get some sleep, I think. I think I should do every show after a 13-hour flight. I just think it works. Yeah.